What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Bulldogs. Today, we are given a little bit of a great assessment for last year's team, the national championship winning team. We're going to go position by position. And, and first up in the docket, Daniel, is what we have called and what we stand on. Yeah. The greatest. The greatest. College. College. Quarterback. Quarterback. Of all time. Of all time. We're giving him a grade next on Locked on Bulldogs. You are Locked on Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel, and he is Clint. We don't have names today on the YouTube. I'm not sure what that what that's about. But uh, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. What? More on them in Come a on. second. Um, I am Daniel. He's Clint. In case you you're on YouTube and you're really struggling to figure out who we are, if you're on audio, listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. That's not an issue for you. Thank you so much for doing that. Thanks for following the podcast, for subscribing, if that's whatever your platform of choice asks you to do. And thank you especially on audio if you leave us a five star rating and review. We appreciate that greatly. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. If you're on YouTube right now, you can see that on the screen. We'd love to interact with you there. Um, uh, today we got a fun episode. We're going to go position by position, and we're going to give out some grades. Now, obviously, Georgia as a as a unit, fifteen and zero, mm. um, which is uh, fairly special. Uh, doesn't get done a lot. I'm not sure if you go back and do some history, uh, but that doesn't get done a lot. And so, fifteen and zero national champions, uh, sort of a big deal. Kind of. And um, but that doesn't mean that every single position was the same. So we're going to give some numerical grades, I think, or maybe we'll give letter grades. I don't know. We haven't talked about it. But it's the off season, and so um, uh, let me just invite you. I mentioned the Twitter handle earlier. Um, uh, we would love it if you're part of the one ninety nine. If you're a loyal third cool. segment listener of the show, we would love it if you've got stuff you want us to talk about we've got a lot of really fun stuff planned for this off season but if you've got stuff that you want to hear us talk about if you've got things that you want us to break down or if you've got absolute trivial nonsense that you would love to hear us discuss um then hit us up let us know uh at dogs podcast lockdown bulldogs at gmail.com you can hit us up there and we would love to interact with you and um talk about what you want us to talk about so today clint position group grades the greatest college quarterback of all time and mm-hmm. Google the definition of greatest. If you're struggling with that um, description, because we, unlike many people understand what the word best and greatest and better means. It's, it's almost like if, yes, if my goal is to sell a lot of computers, okay. And and I, I sell the most computers. Now that's something. I would be the best at, at doing at the selling goal, the computers? At doing the goal I set out to do, Daniel. Okay. Well quarterbacks play the game, I think, so that they can hold on, Herm is in my ear here. It's to win the game. That's, oh, that's what they're trying to do. And Stetson 
Um, Stetson better at that than your quarterback. How do you feel? How do we feel like Stetson played, Clint? We're going to go, let's go letter grades. We normally go one to a hundred here, but let's go letter grades. Let's go A plus, A, A minus, B plus, et cetera. What grade are you going to give the quarterback position of the University of Georgia this year? Guys, it's it's A, A plus. It's an A plus. That's that's what it is. This man had done, he checked every single box. Explosive plays, check. Mm -hmm. Running ability, check. Making guys look stupid, Mm -hmm. check. Mm -hmm. Efficiency, check. Check. Accuracy, more than check. Deep ball, oh, check. Ooh. Check down, check. Reading the defense, check. Getting us in the right call, check. Consistency, check. I don't know what did you want from Stetson. He didn't play a perfect season. He made some bad throws, but he was better than every other quarterback in college football. And he did it game in and game out for the University of Georgia, and um, it was a beautiful thing to watch. It was it was an A plus performance from Stetson, and he's going to be dearly missed on oh, this Georgia football team. Dearly. Let's transition to running backs though now, Clint. Okay. Okay. A bit more of a bit more of a conversation. All right. So we're going. Ooh. This is tougher because you got multiple people you have to incorporate. We're going the position group grade. So you got Kenny Mack. All right. You've got Dejan Edwards. Mm-hmm. You've got Kendall Milton, who was off and on injured, and then. You've got the young, the young man, Branson Robinson, the young stud, coming in there. I got you. Ooh, I just, got I, a little, I just, I need a moment here. We'll shake it, shake out the shoulders there. Um, where, where, what do you, what do you think about this? The grade for these running backs this year. I think the range on this grade. I, you could tell me anywhere between C plus and C A minus. You'll I, shoot no. your eye out. C plus. <laughs> C plus or A minus, and I could believe you. Here's why: if you take out if 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 you're taking out Kenny Mack's passing ability in the game, which you shouldn't, like like you should pass catching ability. No, you should not. You should not. Then I could see some problem that the running backs at times uh, felt a little sluggish. It, it, it felt like they were just kind of mixing through oatmeal at times. There wasn't that huge breakout until, mm-hmm. uh, Kenny Kendall Milton got that over 50 yarder, uh, a couple of times like that happened later in the season, but to begin the season, it felt more or less trying to get in a rhythm. I'm going to land with a B plus Daniel. Yeah. I'm going to go straight B on this. I'm going to go just a solid B and listen, I, I mean, the running backs were were good enough and the later in the season we got the better they got and a big reason for that is because Kendall Milton got healthy Kendall Milton is a big part of this attack it's one of the reasons that he is a significant piece returning to the University of Georgia this coming season because if he stays healthy and he's 100% go for the full season you're going to see big things out of Kendall Milton next year the issue is he's not been able to stay healthy and he wasn't healthy this year and so that has to be factored in I thought Kenny McIntosh was an A to an A-plus type back. I'm telling you right now, Kenny Mack is going to go down as one of my favorite all-time. The The Mount Rushmore of UGA running back is already full. I get that. It's a little crowded. It's a little crowded. But as as a fan favorite close to my heart, Kenny Mack's going to be yeah. there, Daniel. He's, he's right up there. He played a spectacular season, and he was unbelievable. I'm going to be honest with you. And this hurts me to say it's going to hurt the podcast. Yeah, to say. this is... 
I'm with you. Yeah. I we both expected Dejan Edwards, I think, to break out this year. And he I did have it. as my sleeper candidate to lead this team in yards. But it's not like he was bad. Let me just be clear. The floor of Dejan Edwards is pretty good. The problem is, is that Dejan Edwards this year was pretty good. And that's about it. That's it. I, I don't know how high the ceiling is for Dejan Edwards. It might be pretty darn good. Maybe he fluctuates between pretty good and pretty darn good, but like I don't know that we're getting that much more out of him. No. I think a guy like Branson Robinson has got a chance next year with Kendall Milton yeah. to really establish a one-two punch in the backfield. And by punch, I mean semi-truck hitting you in the mouth hole. I That's mean, what's going to happen. You... Faking an injury. Nah, it won't be yeah. fake. Won't be fake. Nope. That's real. It's <laughs> real injury. You didn't know your sternum could be bruised until and he hit you. Lord. Own a trampoline as a child and you'll know your sternum could be bruised. Oh my it's, gosh. <laughs> it's, oh, that yep. feeling of that first time when you don't know Man, if you're ever going to breathe again. No, it's tough. Ooh, it's real tough. Uh, hey, we're going to come back after this, but first, I want you about FanDuel. FanDuel is new to the podcast. We're so glad to have them here. FanDuel, welcome to the podcast. Hey, NFL playoffs are here. We're excited about our brand new sports betting partner, Unlocked On, because they're the number one sports book in America. I don't know if you understand. What? That. In America, they're number one. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features to make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today and get, I'm sorry. $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. You just have to use the sign-up bonus, uh, fanduel.com slash locked on. Right here. I'm sorry. Let's clarify. I place a $5 bet. Uh-huh. And, and, then I, and then I get yes. $150 in free bets. You go to San Francisco, whatever they give you on that line for the NFC Championship, you you take them points. Well, you're going to get you're going to get a few of them. You're going to get a few of them. You take them, and you're going to get that 150 right now over at FanDuel.com/slash/locked-on for five five dollar bet gets you 150 dollars for free, win or lose. FanDuel.com/slash/locked-on. Boy, oh boy, um, Clint, we're going to pick up the pace here. Let's talk about wide receivers okay. on this last okay. year's team. More injuries to talk about. A.D. Mitchell only played five games, nine catches, as has been talked about a lot. Lad McConkey really carried the load in terms of Started the off real wide slow. Receiver. Started off, had, had the dropsies early on in the season. People forget, like, it's been a long season, y'all. It has been a long season. Uh, Dylan Bell sighting a lot early in this in the year got us all sorts of excited. Uh, next year, I'm still all sorts of excited about old Dylan Bell. Um, Marcus Rosemey played a significant amount. Arian Smith played, um, you know, here and there a little bit. What do we What are we grading out the wide receiver position at the University of Georgia? This is so hard because a lot it's of this is is a 
is a reciprocal understanding of who Stetson Bennett is at quarterback. He threw a mm. lot of these guys open. If you're talking receiver groups, you're talking also tight ends and Brock Bowers and Big O, what they do to the passing game. If you're just talking about outside threats, it is, it's very, very difficult. And so just like the running backs, if within this system, I'm talking Arian Smith getting a couple of huge deep shots in which he did perform on, but it wasn't consistent. And Rosemey, he again, not consistent on it. I think, but by and large, including AD's performance last year and what they were able to do, I think I have to give this wide receiver group who at moments they were in position where Stetson needed them to be, which is saying something. I, I think either I'm going to give him an A minus for this year's team, Daniel. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think higher can, grade than the running backs. I think they had a higher grade than the running backs. Yes. I've also got him a little bit higher than the running backs, but I got him at a B plus. I gave the running backs a B. I got the wide receivers at a B plus. I don't put them in that A category. Uh, uh, I don't think there was enough consistency throughout the entire season. Lad McCarthy really did establish himself and come on late, and that was yes, huge for Georgia. Marcus Roseme was steady, and he and he was good. He was better than we've seen, and he was consistent, and he was steady, and he was good. Kyrus Jackson, a name I didn't mention. You know, didn't get a ton of touches, but he was reliable when he did get his number very called. Reliable. And when A.D. Mitchell was healthy, obviously he was very good in the targets that he did get. I, you didn't see enough flash, and you didn't see enough consistent production out of the out of the unit. Now I know there were passing yards aplenty to be had, but still, I'm going to give that unit a B plus. But let's transition over to the tight end unit, Clint. Okay. And this is wow. now. Now let me just say this right up front: Brock Bowers fewer yards than he had last season as sure. a sophomore, as a freshman. Darnell Washington. People still didn't feel like he was utilized nearly enough in the passing game, and that is understandable. He's a big no, freakish. No, he's a big freakish target. He had that catch against Oregon in the first game, and you thought, "Oh, this is the year." Brock Bowers is just about to light the world on fire in terms of stats. Oscar Delp showed himself that he's gonna he's gonna be a thing just in fine. Athens. Just, just put him right on in there. Let me just calm everybody down and say the tight end group is an A plus, and it would be an A plus if Brock Bowers didn't have a single catch on the entire season. Darnell Washington's uh -huh. blocking alone. Here we go. Is an A plus performance for the University of Georgia. The way that Brock and Darnell dismantled. Defensive linemen, linebackers, safeties, corners. It doesn't matter the way that they manhandled people in the run game and the screen game and the short passing game was it cannot be overstated for the University masterful. of Georgia. Like A plus. Again, Heinz Ward, beloved dog, was vicious on blocking, made half his career. I know that he was a all world talent receiving the ball. Half his career is just being nasty, blocking downfield and staying on blocks and, and just mm -hmm. taking souls from people. Was he 6'7", 275? <laughs> no. 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 So that's what you're telling me. This run game, and again, when Big O was out, this offense changed. The run game changed. The Everything changed because the offense runs through him. It's, I know that sounds ridiculous. It's people. a big deal for next year, y'all. It's a it's, big deal. We're, you better start to sweat. 
I have it's a big deal. Todd yeah. Munkin's going to have to, again, he, he just unloaded that chamber and he's starting a whole new thing because we can't do what we did last year nope. without big O and NFL guys are looking at it. He might sneak into the first round, which he should, he should be tight end one taken this year. I don't care what you're doing because he changes the dynamics of your entire offense, but I digress. Yeah. Um, it's an A plus. It's an A+. plus. All right, let's get through the last offensive position, offensive line, and then we will do the defense in segment three. Offensive line grade, Clint. Um, tale of two seasons, I guess, is what you have to say. I'm going to go I'm gonna go like first quarter and then the latter three quarters. Sure. But yes. Okay. Yes. So where are you averaging everything out? Obviously started slow. Very slow. And ended fast. So – where do we land on this offensive line grade for the season? When you average less than 0.75 sacks per game in college football. That any good? That's nine real. Nine sacks? 15 games? Nine? Nine that's sacks? Is that good? That's real good, y'all. Um, this is an A, Daniel. This yeah. is an A group. Like it, it flat out is. This is one of the most cohesive units we've ever seen at Georgia. Not individual talent. But cohesive units, this is probably one of the best. Running, again, by the time that you, you saw Mizzou come around, yes, that was a, a, a game of such frustration. But we gutted it out because the offensive line put it on their backs and said, we're going to run this game to win. We're going to will it to win by running. They could road grade. They could maul. They didn't give up stats. They let stats in. They let everything happen. Rose on that offensive line working as one. Xavier Truss performed very, very well all season. Again, best first tackle. If you're a GM of an NFL team and you don't understand that Broderick Jones is the best tackle in this draft class, you are stupid. I know the kid from Northwestern, a good, solid kid, but the athleticism. You, you saw this kid playing basketball, and he was just doing things that LeBron James-esque. It, it's mm. stupid. Okay? It's an A. Yeah, I mean, Xavier Trust, Tate Ratledge, played played well at guard. They were completely overshadowed by the play of the tackles, though. Yes, they were. Broderick Jones, Warren McClendon, and then Amarius Mims when he would come into the game, all just absolutely brilliant in the way that they played. And then Cedric Van Pran, we talked about at length on the podcast yesterday. Um, it's it's an A performance for sure from the offensive line. There, it's what was so frustrating early in the season for yes. Georgia when it seemed that they couldn't figure that out, and. Um, but when they did figure things out, my goodness, nine sacks in 15 games, y'all. And like, look at the pass attempts, look at the dropbacks. Like, it's not like Georgia ran the ball 40 times a game. Nope. To get those nine sacks. They weren't running the triple option. This is an unbelievable performance from, That's right. which I found out this week, the triple option is not the customary way in which you throw in college football. I had a Florida fan educate me on the triple option right? still being a viable option in today's, but they're not traditional throwers. I don't know if you knew that. Well, did did he mention who the quarterback's going to be next year for his team? It He, he, he didn't. He didn't because he's no, gone. He he'd left. He, he go. Whatever happened is they – they offered him money, and then they said, oh, we don't have that money because we're not going to. And he said, oh, well, see, the only reason I would ever consider playing here yeah. is for $13 million. And so if and you're not you going to pay me $13 million, there's no way I would stay in Gainesville. We're going to come back to this and talk defense. 
Gainesville. You couldn't pay. You couldn't pay me thirteen. Thirteen million couldn't get me to Gainesville. It, listen, the the best thing that ever happened to that kid is this nil deal falling through. I'm just telling you that right now. He may end up at Cal. Still, the best thing that ever happened to him. That's fine. I'm he'll, fine with that. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. All right. Let's talk about defense. Let's talk about this defensive line uh, to start with. Doesn't this feel weird because of the expectation preseason? It feels well. The expectation preseason, I think everybody knows, was that Georgia would go five and seven. They would. They wouldn't. They probably wouldn't hey, win a game in hey, conference. Hey, Daniel, how dare no, you show no, evidence of that? Nobody expected us to ever Here's do anything. All the evidence, well, not that evidence. Other evidence. Jalen Carter's the best defensive player to play at Georgia in a long, 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 long time. You mispronounced ever. <laughs> Well, I just didn't want to come out trolling that early on a Tuesday. Okay, well, but here we are. It, the defensive line as a whole was exceptional this year. There's no other way to say it. They were yes. exceptional this year. Did they pressure the quarterback? Yes, they did. Did they stop the run? Yes, they did. That's in the SEC. Did they control the line of scrimmage? Yes, they did. What does a defensive line do, Clint? that oh it's that that's what they do and so yeah i'm gonna give this defensive line an a i mean it's it's an a the only way that wouldn't be that it would be more is if jalen carter broke some record which he never was going to do because again the rotation of strength on this team and what kirby does mm. um it's an a all the way across it's an a and so many young guys rotating in the game by the end of the season boy this defense is stacked. We can get it to it position by position, but um, this defense is stacked. Let's talk about the edge. Speaking of positions that are stacked, again, I know we've said this now two years in a row. I get it. I'm sorry. I ha two years in a row we've said this. Next year's team might be more dominant. <laughs> it's. I don't know. Oh my god. I don't know. It's. It's twenty nine and one right now in two years. So and we're, and we're saying better. Okay. And, okay. Um, let's talk about the edge position. Um, this is tough because, you know, Nolan Smith went out and yeah. this group took a hit. There's no way, to, there's no other way to say it. This the, group the absolutely defense changed in totality when he went down with the injury. It did. And, um, Chaz Chambliss thrust into a role that, um, at times looked too big for him. And at times he looked perfectly capable of filling. I was just going to say by the end of it, Daniel, I was actually pleasantly surprised with Chess. Absolutely. Marvin Jones Jr., I think, played well. Yes. You know, struggled through a couple of you know, dings and bumps and bruises of his own. And then obviously Michael Williams, the young the young man, Michael Williams. What is there to say about this kid other than uh oh. Uh, other I mean, than uh -oh. you know how we just you know how we just said that Jalen Carter might be the best defensive player ever at Georgia? Come back in a year because we may have an update. We May have updated the Excel spreadsheet here. I'm going to give the edge position an A minus, a B plus. I'm going to give him a okay. B plus for okay. this year. And I think the Nolan Smith injury is a large factor in that. Uh, I am, you're going to, I am harder on defensive players and harder on defense. I, I just, what, I'm just harder on them. I, I, I played on the defensive side. Uh, it's a B plus. And it's because, yes, Nolan did go down with the injury. I would have liked to see more pressure from the upperclassmen, more development there. Robert Beal was really a disappointment this year, um, which is a shame to say. 
Like really but, thought Robert Bill was going to be a guy that was going to play himself into a higher draft pick. I did as well, but just wasn't there for him. No, wasn't there. So B plus as well. Let's go inside backers off ball backers is what some call them inside backers. Daniel, these are two blokes that just ball JDJ smile Mondin. I'm going to throw Jalen Jalen Walker in there late in the season. He certainly came in and filled the role. You know, sometimes he was out on the edge. He's now transferred, but he was in that mix. Yeah, Tresman, absolutely. Ryan Davis, absolutely in that mix. Saw a lot of him this year. Um, This is an an A position for me, and it's the position everyone was up in arms about coming into the season. Us included. Kirby tried to tell us, Daniel. But JDJ and Smile Mondin are two are two exceptional football players, Clint. They're very good at playing football. Next year's group. And again, they're we both about back. SVP being the anchor of that offensive line. I'm here to tell you that on blitz packages, man coverage, assignments, we have both our starting inside linebackers back. It's, it's scary as all get out what this inside backer group is JD going to look Day like is year. going to he, he gonna he gonna mess somebody's family tree up real bad <laughs> real bad this bad. is like a bigger stronger monty rice i'm sorry is who this is just and more physical rice. that's see that's weird because the thing that excelled in monty's game now we're, was now physicality we're yeah okay. this uh, yeah. Back in Daniel, defensive backs, safeties, and cornerbacks. How do you rate this group? Safeties. I'm yeah, gonna go. go I'm gonna go safeties. I'm gonna go A minus. Okay. And it's an A plus from Christopher Smith, Ooh. and a B from and and it's like an half the time it's an A plus from Malachi Starks, and half the time it's a C minus. Malachi Starks. There's, and so, there's two weighted systems. There's the weighted system of the whole class that Christopher yeah. Smith brings up. And then there's the weighted of your own work, and so, Malachi. So Malachi averages out to a B. Christopher Smith's an A+. Plus. I'm going to give this group an A-. minus. Um, and then corners, you know, I'm going to go... It's such a weird group to rate. I'm going to go B+, plus on corners... And I think Keeley underperformed our expectations. And I think Kamari Laster outperformed our expectations. And I think overall it averaged out to a pretty solid group. The the, the back end was not the strength of this defense. Everyone thought it was going to be. The back end was not the strength of this defense. Front seven, once again, was the strength of this unit, even after losing every single one of the starters to the NFL. The front seven, again, was the strength of this unit, but the back end was just fine. There was nothing wrong with them. Nothing wrong with the back end. Uh, they were fine. It is really weird. You give me the pair. If we're doing NBA Jam session, yep. Uh, we have Malachi Starks and uh, Keely Ringo, and then Christopher Smith and Kamari Lassiter. Christopher Smith and Kamari Lassiter, 99 out of 100 times. And that's really bizarre because the most talented Keely Ringo on the other side did not perform well. And if he goes out and balls it's in the It's the NFL, Sean Kemp, Gary Payton combo. Where did just, that was beautiful. It's that the Alonzo beautiful. Morning, Larry Williams, Charlotte Hornet. That Charlotte combo. Hornet, that was a weird, because every once in a while. Boy, I love playing with that team. Fantastic I with love that playing team. with that team. Um, look, Kamari Lasseter is, he, 
he has already, I think, played himself into a first round grade. He coming when, back? Is that? Oh, he back. He back. He coming he back. back. Christopher okay. Smith is, I believe, the best safety in this class. Don't look at size stuff with him, please. You're, or you're do be, and just let him fall, and he'll be fine. He'll be just fine. He'll be fine. Uh, Jamari called. He Jamari said, saw your so. calls, and he said, it don't matter. Ask, ask Herbert, ask a bear what he yeah. thinks about my protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, this defensive back group, I'm going to give them a B plus because, and, and it's unfair. Maybe I just had very sky high expectations. If Keely yeah. Ringo goes off and balls in the NFL, I'm not going to be shocked, but I'm also going to be pissed uh, that he didn't ball yep. well at Georgia. And so not shocked. But I mean, did. he did ball in the most important moment in the history of the University of Georgia in a football game, to be clear. Which is so. why... The greatest play I've ever seen in person in my entire life. So let the record show I'm I'm a Keely Ringo fan. Uh, Yes, I will be forever. I have not slandered Keely Ringo. I just said if he bought me because I'm going to be able to see. Uh, No, that was actually I've never seen. Daniel is not what you would call an intimidating force by any stretch of the imagination. Now, some would disagree with this assessment. (laughs) That man could have ran through 10 stacks of Spartan warriors when that pick happened. Boy, I've never oh seen. He just turned Terminator status. It was fantastic. A lot of years of pent up, pent up <laughs> hostility coming out. Uh, listen, all in all, I'd give the Georgia team an A plus 15 and oh, I think coach Kirby smart. You want to grade him? Oh, let me please stay let forever. Me. That's the great. Give you whatever you want. <laughs> That's, that's that's an open offer. <laughs> that's, all right. Uh, this has been the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. Clint's just compromised himself to Kirby Smart, and we will be back tomorrow with lots more University of Georgia talk, and we'll see you all then. See ya.